Welcome to Semper Christus. I'm Brandon. And I'm Josh. And today we're going to come at you with our first episode in our new five-episode series well, on the five solas of the Reformation. Hopefully it's five episodes. Or maybe, yeah, maybe this episode should just be a little background to the Reformation. You want to do that? Maybe touch on a little bit of the Yeah, that's what sola. I was thinking. We do a definitely a background. Maybe half of, and half. But before that... Before that, we got some news. We have some uh, church news from around the world. I don't think we have any American news today. What was yours? Mine is news in Sudan. Yes, mine is from Ethiopia. And it is um, by Joel Abbott from Discern. And the article is entitled, More Than 500 Ethiopian Christians Killed in Targeted Attacks Since June. Um, there's a nonprofit organization that... Um, is has shared some information about um, what's going on over there. And they say the attackers are from the Ormo ethnic group, which has traditionally been Muslim and are members of Quiro, meaning bachelors. An Ormo male youth movement, says the Barnabas Fund, in door-to-door attacks on Christian households, the Quiro Extremists arrived in cars and armed with guns, machetes, swords, and spears, sought out and slaughtered Christians. Children were forced to witness their parents being brutally murdered with machetes. Mm. So since mm. June, this has happened when the, uh, a singer and celebrity was shot in their capital. His murder revived long-standing tensions between Arma, uh, Amhara and Ormo elites, the two largest people groups in the country. In the days following his death, 239 people were killed and more than 7,000 were arrested. And that has sparked the persecution of Christians in Mm. these areas. So that's uh, just another reminder to pray for your brothers and sisters. Give to... um, Give to them as far as financially, give them uh, prayers and in everything, you know, give thanks to God, but mm-hmm. um, definitely bring up um, persecuting or persecuted brothers and sisters. What do you got for us, Brandon? So my news uh, isn't so much church news, um, but this this comes from Christianity Today. Um, the title is Sudan agrees with rebels to remove Islam as a state religion. Uh, a quote from this article is um, the constitution should be based on the principle of separation of religion and state. And this is a, uh, this is Christianity today quoting um, the North African nations joint military civilian transitional council and the Sudan people's, liberation movement wow that was a mouthful (laughs) Um, but it also says that the state shall not have an established religion officially um so this is good news for the people of sudan just in general Mm -hmm. um a state church has never ended well nope Uh, i don't think it ever will end well Mm. until that golden age of the gospel (laughs) (laughs) um no but uh, this is also number seven, and Sudan is number seven on the uh, top 50 worst countries to be a Christian in, and uh, we're hoping that through the dis, um, the disestablishment, I guess, that's probably not a word, but it is now, <laughs> yeah. of the state religion being 
Islam, uh, now and in theory, it's no longer illegal to be a Christian there. So we pray and hope that this is a mm-hmm. uh, the first domino in a revival in Sudan. For sure. So there's the news. Yeah, that's the um, yeah we do. It's a shorter segment this time. But... What are we what are we talking about today, Josh? So we're talking about the first sola in the Reformation, which is the foundation of the entire Reformation. Yes. Which is sola scriptura. It is a uh, two Latin words, which means scripture alone. Right. And so um, before we get into that, we're gonna give a little uh, background on the Reformation. And when it comes to the Reformation, I'm extremely passionate. Mm-hmm. And especially with Martin Luther. Martin Luther, the man. Um, the man that I wrote the same paper on in school <laughs> and turned it in every year <laughs> and kept getting an A. So, well, hey, they didn't say it didn't have, it couldn't <laughs> wow. be Martin Luther. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was a different grade level, obviously. So it was yeah. better, or, <laughs> but it was, it was the same basic story. Boom, boom, boom. This is the paper. And yeah, kept forgetting. So, so it worked out for me. Yeah. So give us a little background. What, what's, what's the Reformation about? What is the Reformation? What, what is the word reform, reforming? So uh, there's a quote. I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember where it's from. No, I do remember where it's from, but I can't remember the name of the book. It's a book I have. Um, I love it so much. It's I can tell by the title. Yeah, it's a really long title. <laughs> I'm still saying the title right now. It's all in parentheses. Mm. That that part's italicized. No, but um, Martin Luther was, he said that it was never his plan to break away from the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. He was hoping that him bringing this up would reform the church, that it would set the, the Roman Catholic Church back on track. Um, because as far as he knew, there were a lot of people in this in the church that agreed with him. And he was hoping that Maybe the Pope and um, all the arch, not archbishops, but all like the top guys would listen. Um, that's not what happened. But what we're talking about specifically is Martin Luther. Um, he realized basically that there's no way you can continue to work for your salvation. It's either God alone or there's no way. Right, and what really got him going was Johann Tetzel, trying basically selling get out of purgatory free cards. Right, right. To people who had family members die either recently or in the past, and that really upset Martin Luther. So Martin Luther just dove um, headfirst into scripture, mm-hmm. looking for answers. Um, That's when he came across Romans four, I think. Yeah, or Romans I think five. So. Romans. Yeah, the book of Romans, where it says the just shall live by faith. Yeah. And uh, that's that's one of the solas. I think that's the next one. I think so. Hopefully. Yeah. It's in the next uh, four, I can promise you that. But Martin Luther, um, he stood firm on what he believed to be true and what we believe to be true. Mm-hmm. That it is through scripture alone is our final authority. And you're saying that Martin Luther invented this stuff. The no, five solas. No, he did not. It's something he got from scripture. It, it was kind of a, a paraphrase slash um, systematizing it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a systematic theology or the five points of Calvinism. These were five things that he gathered from scripture 
clearly, I believe, as we're going to explain uh, the five things that you must believe to be a true church. True Christian? True true church, true, true Christian, yeah. True, okay. A follower of Christ believes these five things. Yes. What you're saying. Okay. Basically. So, um, we got a little bit of background. That's where the... I, I, I a very most, abbreviated Yeah, background. I think most of, the, um, of our audience understands a little bit, at least a little bit about the Reformation and the um, that we believe as Protestants and as Reformed men that our beliefs didn't come from the Reformation. Mm-hmm. They were almost rediscovered. I don't believe they were ever truly lost. No. But there were definitely um, o- overshadowed a lot. Yeah. They, uh, they were hidden and... Well, they were never gone. They were just added to. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah. But um, the our belief is that Paul, Peter, Jesus... Um, Everybody in the New Testament church believed this and that Jesus taught it, that Jesus taught it. Yep. They've taught it. They believed it. And these, uh, these beliefs that, um, are foundational to Christianity have been historic and, uh, yeah. So the first, I guess, historic and biblical, I guess is what I was going for, but yeah, the first of five, the Sola Scriptura. So can you give me a definition of what sola scriptura is? Sola scriptura is that all of our doctrine and theology and authority comes from God's word, the Bible alone. So if you have a theology that is extra biblical or authority that is extra biblical or a theology that is extra, did I say that twice? Yeah, probably so. yeah. a doctrine, a theology, or authority that is extra biblical. It's to as it has to fall under the the authority of Scripture. So we're not trying to say that the church has no authority over you because it does to an extent. Mm-hmm. But the church's authority is Scripture and God. Yes, God's word. So I am basically going to copy what you just said, but it's actually James White that said it. So it's going to be way better. Yeah. So in James White's The Roman Catholic Controversy. Before I continue, this isn't just a Roman Catholic issue. This is a Mormon issue. This is a Jehovah's Witness issue. This is any charismatic issue. Yeah. To an extent, for sure. Coming from your background. Yep. Um, But this is any issue that adds or takes away from the gospel. We believe at the base of the gospel are these five principles. Um, And so, and the Bible being one key aspect of it. So James White in the Roman Catholic Controversy says on page 59, the doctrine of sola scriptura simply stated is that the scriptures alone are sufficient to function as the regula fidelis, the infallible rule of faith for the church. So the idea is, is that yes, we have authorities, but the Bible is the sole infallible rule of faith for the church, meaning Mm -hmm. that at the base, when we have a division of doctrine, we don't go to another person. We don't go to the church. We We don't don't go to our feelings. Yeah. We don't bring it before the Pope to have him decide. Mm -hmm. We don't um, 
go to, um, I guess, other methods you might, other authorities you might have in your life. But we go to first the Bible. When it comes to theology, that's the first place we go. Amen. And then you can obviously check it with uh, with church history and the church. But the the Bible is where theology comes from. And so that is um, what we got going on there. So also in um, – so I'm going to ask you first before I go to yes. back to the book. What are what is not sola scriptura? When we say sola scriptura, what do we not mean? We don't mean that it's just me by myself with my Bible mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods, me under a tree. Don't need to go to church because it's just me, myself, and God. Right. Which there can be benefit from that, you know, in your private study life. Or getting alone by yourself to just envelop yourself in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's not all of it. We're not forsaking the gathering. You shouldn't be alone mm-hmm. and come up with things from your Bible. And we also do not neglect church history. Yes. I believe that is one key thing that people... I say, I'm, I'm, nowadays, especially, they get a lot of beliefs. And yes, you can cross-check with the Bible and it might seem like that. But you also have to check church history. And if church history, if everybody in church history does not see it like that, I mean, that's a pretty glaring. You can probably assume that it's new. Yeah, like uh, like the doctrine of the Mormon doctrine of like infinite regression, that there are many gods and those gods have gods and those gods have gods have gods. The pre-existence. In the pre-existence. And then you look through church history and you don't <coughs> see it. It's not Hard. saying that like okay, yeah, there's Bible passages that say there's more than one God. Yes, small g as in something is your idol. And or other spiritual beings that you're worshiping as a God. Right. But there, you don't see that in church history, and you don't see that if you consistently follow the Bible, consistently talk with the biblical church since the beginning, there's no beliefs of that. Yeah, there is no other God. Before him or mm-hmm. after him. Right. So uh, James White on page 59 of the same book says, To summarize, sola scriptura is not a claim that the Bible contains all knowledge. Hmm. It is not a claim that the Bible is an exhaustive catalog of all religious knowledge. An example that he gives in the book is that Jesus, um, in John 21, it says that Jesus did and said many more things. Mm-hmm but we don't have those things. So is there other religious authority outside the Bible? No, because of the, I mean, I would say the Bible defends that as well as the Bible, uh, as well as Sola Scriptura, it does not believe that. Another, it is not, is a denial of the church's authority to teach God's truth. It is not a denial that God's word Interrupt me at any time if you have any. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Denial that God's word has at times been spoken. That's a thing that gets um, misused a lot. Is like, well, there were no written. I mean, no one believes that the Bible was written down as soon as it happened. Someone, Luke right. wasn't walking behind Jesus going, oh, he did this. He did this. No. And so the only people who could have done that is maybe Matthew was taking notes. Yeah. As things were happening. Mm-hmm. There, there, there might be reason to believe that 
him being a tax collector probably would have been good with writing things and keeping records, which is why I believe his is a very a, a good reason to believe his gospel is because he would have been good at writing and numbers Interesting. as a tax collector. Yeah. I think that I've makes it that. very reliable. I've never heard that, but that's, I like that. I, yeah. It's it's not like I, I'm not staking my claim saying his yeah. is the most reliable because I think they all are, but his is certainly because he would have been very good at record keeping mm-hmm. as a tax collector. Mm-hmm. Um, so the scripture is not a rejection of every kind or use of tradition. Mm. So, there are a lot of traditions that we have, especially in America. It is not a rejection of every kind of use or tradition, meaning that I believe in tradition, that there are traditions outside the Bible, like hymns right. and stuff like that. But those coincide with the Bible and creeds and yeah. confessions. Mm-hmm. Those things coincide with the Bible. They agree with the Bible hundred percent. Obviously not every creed and confession that somebody's written has agrees hundred percent with the Bible, right. but there are confessions and creeds that um, we use as traditions. And they are biblical. Mm-hmm. They have biblical yeah. truths. They're not to be held to the same standard, mm-hmm. but they are biblical. Right. And the last soul scripture is not, is it is not a denial of the role of the Holy spirit in guiding the church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, that people, a lot of people think that, like Brandon said, you know, it's you and your Bible under a tree. You don't look, you don't have any influence with the church. You don't have any um, influence with church history. It's just, you know, you read it and whatever you get out of it is true. That's not what we believe. No. So now we go to his, uh, his, Positives, uh, pos- yeah, positives of what sola scriptura is. Sola scriptura is the sole infallible rule of faith. Sola scriptura, let me restart that. No other revelation is needed for the church, meaning that we don't have fresh revelation. Yes, doct- a brand new word from God. Yes, doctrines of covenants, pearl of great price, or the Quran, or anything else that. Or the charismatic elderly lady that tells you God told her to tell you something. Yeah, it's like that uh, one Matt Chandler thing that was with yeah, the shark and come the on, Maddie. It's like, oh boy. Maddie Chan, if you're <laughs> listening, and I know you are, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us. Talk For to sure, us 20-something-year-old yeah. guys. He's definitely listening to us. We know he listens. Okay, and Sola Scriptura is, um, says that there is no other infallible rule of faith outside of Scripture. So... Scripture is the only infallible thing in this universe. Okay, yeah. let me rephrase that. Yeah, technically, God is outside of he, the universe, uh, but He's also in the universe. So yeah, but <laughs> you stumped me, Josh. Yeah, well, so it is the only in. Oh man, I don't even know how to say this. The it's... only infallible thing confined to the universe. No, because Jesus... He's not confined to the universe, though. But Jesus is still in his present body. Right, but the, the scripture is not is confined to... Okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you're it's saying. It's a created okay, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's the only infallible created thing. Yes. Um, Sola Scriptura is means that scripture reveals those things necessary for salvation. And I think that's the biggest one, mm-hmm. is that it teaches us everything that we need to know for salvation. 
Sola Scriptura also teaches that all traditions are subject to the higher authority of Scripture, yeah. meaning that all traditions, no matter what you believe, are subject and can be scrutinized by Scripture. I agree. Yep. If your tradition contradicts something said in the Bible, I challenge you to challenge your tradition. So I have a question for you. I have an answer. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I have an answer. <laughs> okay, so I've um, talked with a few people, and they bring up the problem that, well, if sola scriptura is biblical, that's the Bible is the only rule, um, only rule of faith for the church. Why isn't that in the Bible? Oh, that's a good question. Do you have an answer? Well, I, I think I can give you an answer. Okay, I got an answer too, if, but. Um, because the apostles, I, they knew that at the time their authority was the Old Testament, or as they said, the scriptures, mm -hmm. um, what Jesus taught them, which as was straight from the mouth of God, because mm -hmm. Jesus is God, wasn't just a prophet. So at that time, they had two authorities, if you will, the entirety of the Old Testament mm -hmm. and the words directly from Jesus. Now, the apostles were also, um, whether they knew they were writing, I think they knew they were writing scripture. I think some of them Because yeah. Peter called Paul's words scripture. But did Luke know he was writing scripture? I, I don't think so. I don't know. God knew. Yes, obviously. God is the one. That... So they had their scriptures and Christ's words, which are God's words. Those were their authorities. Mm -hmm. They ended up writing scripture. And from that point on, after they had their own scriptures, they looked to that for authority as well. So it's consistent with early church history and the apostles that only the word of God was their authority. Mm -hmm. They didn't say it outright. Well, no, they said the word of God yeah. is authoritative. And the word of God is the scripture because that's the way God chooses to reveal himself to people is through the closed canon of the scripture mm -hmm. because like you said it has everything we need in it it might not have the minute detail of your specific sin that you might be struggling with but you can find principles in the bible that speak directly to your specific sin right it's the bible is good enough right and if you get some kind of fresh revelation if it's already found somewhere in the bible then it's not fresh revelation. Mm -hmm. And if it's not in the Bible, it's to be cast aside. Right. So back to the question, is Sola Scriptura in the Bible? I believe it is, but obviously it doesn't appear in Latin because right. the Bible wasn't written in Latin. In 2 Timothy 3, mm -hmm. I think you know where I'm going with this now. I do. Okay, yes. Um, Are you going to discredit very... everything I just said? No. Okay. No, you, you were... Spot on. Cool, cool, cool. But Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, I think, gives you the sola scriptura. But I, before we get into that, I want to give a little context about this passage. Context, right? Why would you do that? Uh, we, I thought we just proof text. We'd like to do that, but that's only for when we're joking around. This is ah, serious, right? So, Second Timothy is obviously the second letter, at least to be written to Timothy. Well, we know it's not the first. Yeah, we know it's not the first. Um, but Paul is writing to Timothy about um, false teachers and 
since he is a younger man, um, Paul gives him um, good advice that teaches about um, how to look for false teachers, also how to um, take care of the false teachers, and also how to be a good steward of the church. When Paul is dying as um, Timothy's mentor, he writes this letter, and many people believe that this is one of the last letters that Paul wrote as he was dying. He knew that he wouldn't probably wouldn't write Timothy again. And towards the end of the letter, Paul writes this. You, however, uh, this is 2 Timothy 3, 10, and I'll be going to 17. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all, yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing that from knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Hmm. So that is my sola scriptura. That... Scripture is indeed sufficient at mm -hmm. the very least. Right. And like I said, it, it's at the end of his life and... Paul could have said, you know, I appointed this person mm -hmm. or look at your feelings to see if what I'm saying is true or something like a Darth Vader quote. <laughs> so well, your feelings. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but if you get down to it, that's what some people believe. Mm -hmm. The burning um, in the bosom is the yeah. Mormons. Yep. And so he doesn't say any of that stuff. He says, you were taught you were raised on the sacred writings. Look to those writings mm -hmm. and those writings will give you knowledge and they will give you what you need for um, how to, for teach, for teaching, for approval, for correction, for training in righteousness. And I think that's um, one key part. It's that the man of God may be complete mm equipped for every good work god yeah. the, the the bible gives you enough knowledge to complete you and to make you able to do everything that is good yeah yeah it's scripture is sufficient and complete mm -hmm. for yeah for everything that we need as far as like it says it, i mean it's funny because it's it gives a a list even if you just left it with teaching, the sacred scriptures, sacred writings, as Paul puts it here, make you able to teach. Mm -hmm. But it's not just teach. It's for also for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And I mean, even if you just left it with training in righteousness. Right. But and then, and then he continues with so that a person that is seeking God, a person that is following God is able to 
be complete mm-hmm. with the sacred scriptures. Yeah. So, Josh. Yeah. I think we've established a good argument that mm-hmm. scripture is sufficient, complete, and all we need. Mm-hmm. How do we know what scripture is and scripture is not? I've heard that there's gospels that have been left out of the Bible. Okay, well, I have a Bible verse for that. Really? I know you weren't expecting that. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> um, I, I thought I was going to stump you, and we're going to have to change our name to, like, Semper New Stuff or whatever. <laughs> no, okay, so um, it actually flows uh, really well with what you were, were going to say. Okay. Okay, so Second Peter okay. 1. Okay. Okay, so 119 says, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation Mm. for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say, basically, other than I'll say that in the, especially when it comes to the prophets, mm-hmm. specifically, if something was said in the prophets and it came true, mm-hmm. then we know it was said by God. Right. If something is said and it doesn't come to pass, then we know God did not say it. Right. And, um. The, the historical books, we know them to be historically true. And we see that God was working through them. Mm-hmm. And Israel recognized them as scripture mm-hmm. because they saw God clearly working through them in that history. Mm-hmm. And Israel had other history books, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. But they chose these ones as scripture because they saw how clearly God was working through them. How God raised up a judge mm-hmm. to do something miraculous and we or... see we see even like the new testament authors quoting the old testament and jesus holding the pharisees sadducees and other jewish people to the standard of right old testament scriptures quoting them as scripture exactly so we know that scripture that's that's kind of how we know what scripture is right and why other things have been disregarded mm-hmm. as quote scripture right like and if anything Contra- if if there, if you find a writing and it contradicts something from what we already have in the Old Testament specifically, then we can throw that out as well. Right, and that's actually um, funny because I just wrote a paper on the criteria for the Gospels, mm-hmm. but it also goes with um, throughout the entire New Testament of why those books were chosen. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe they were chosen when God, uh, when God breathed out that act of inspiration. Those, that is when God chose which yeah. books would be right um, in the canon and which books would not be. So you have that. You have, um, like you said, if they disagree with the Old Testament, right? As far as the New Testament books, if they disagree with the Old Testament, they were thrown out. If they had to be first century documents, not necessarily because they had to be like, well, we have to date them and make sure they were for them first century, but they have to be, we, we know which books are from the first century and the canonical books are from the first century. And the reason why they have to be, be from the first century is because they were either, they either had to be eyewitness accounts 
or writings from the eyewitness accounts. Like Luke wasn't an eyewitness, but Luke right. um, talked to eyewitnesses. Yeah. And uh, also, I think everyone except for Luke met Jesus. But even, even like I said, Luke didn't write, like, oh, I'm just going to write a gospel. He right. said, I'm going to go to these eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm. He and, wrote it to confirm to Theophilus mm -hmm. that what Theophilus has heard was true. Right. Theophilus wanted to know if what he was hearing was true. So he said, go make sure it's true, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I can certainly get behind Luke being gospel because he went and made sure it was true. He right. didn't go and like, he. I'm sure he borrowed some from Mark because there's a lot similar. Mm -hmm. But Luke said he went to confirm things. Right. His details he were wasn't way just, more specific. Yeah. He wasn't just writing. Mm -hmm. He was confirming. Right. So that is the small. We might do an episode on that later. Yeah. But uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah. So um, that is how. I, that is just a few criteria. For the New Testament, there were other criteria that uh, a book would have to fulfill. Um. But yeah, so Josh, yes. What about what if what if I have a dream, and in that dream, this being that I perceive to be as God tells me something new, and tells me to go share it with people. Like, I'm gonna spitball and say I have a dream, and I have a dream about an old man in a robe, and which is a stereotypical view of God, and it says, "My people shall no longer eat dairy." Mm -hmm. I know that's ridiculous, mm -hmm. but I believe this to be true. I believe God spoke to me in a dream, and God spoke to people in dreams before. Right. How? How? What would you say to me, or say to somebody who thinks that they're coming at you with something new from God? So I would say that um, we're done with Old Testament times as far as prophets, mm -hmm. and like I said, the New Testament you have to have you have to be an eyewitness mm -hmm. or talk to eyewitnesses about it but the problem with what you're saying is is that it is new revelation and that we have to um agree with that yeah and that adds something to the gospel mm -hmm. that is not in scripture and i believe there are many problems with that i mean the least of all that that's heresy but um i don't know i i thought of a passage as mm -hmm. soon as you said that, um, I know Revelation 21, I, or it might be 22, speaks about not adding or subtracting from the words. But, I mean, I believe that's talking about specifically the revelation. The revelation, yeah. As well as, I think it, it says that in Deuteronomy. Well, Paul said something about if an angel comes to you, mm -hmm. telling you something different or new. Mm -hmm. Or even if he came to them and said anything different or new don't listen so right and the thing i think i think i, I remember what i was gonna say the thing is is like i, th I believe you said before if it is something new mm -hmm. then we compare it to scripture if scripture agrees with it then yes it's fine but then if scripture agrees with it Do we, we don't need it? need it yeah it's already there right but like you said if it, you it's something new that scriptures doesn't agree with mm -hmm. because acts i believe 10 or 11 Peter has the dream and it is um, proclaimed that all foods are clean mm -hmm. as well as you have other passages that talk about 
letting no one judge you for what you drink. Mm-hmm. It's not what goes into the body, but what comes out of the body that defiles the man. Right. So you have, if you add to scripture, I know a lot of people wouldn't say, you know, well, we're not adding to scripture, but you are. If In you're saying practice, you're, you are if, saying you are receiving revelation from God. Yeah. If God comes to you and tells you something that's new, why aren't you writing it down? Why is it not in the next edition of the Bible? Right? Like, first, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't say that. I feel weird for saying that. <laughs> that should never happen. Right. That's what we're saying. If, right. If, it's, if it agrees with Scripture, then mm-hmm. we didn't need it because it's already in Scripture. Right. And if it doesn't agree with Scripture, then it's wrong. And because all of Scripture agrees with itself. Right. And I think I think the only difference between, you know, if you're right or wrong is if you're wrong, you're a heretic. And if you're right, you're just a crazy Christian. Yeah. Like there's who believes something was spoken to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's there is. I mean, we will probably get into the gifts later. Yeah. And continuation of them. But um, yeah, the cessation of them. Yeah, we'll have to. Hmm. We might have a special guest on for that, but we'll we'll definitely be talking about it. So yeah, um, something I wanted to bring up. If you were done with that, I think I'm done. Okay, so I had a few. uh, I had a Bible passage to bring up as well as I wanted to. I found this Ligonier um, article, and I thought it was uh, very good. But I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to, it's uh, just confirmation of what we are saying is not our words only. Right. We're not two crazy cult leaders. Right. So from Ligonier Ministries, I do not have the title of this article, unfortunately. But it says, The Reformation principle of sola scriptura has to do with the sufficiency of scripture as our supreme authority in all spiritual matters. Sola Scriptura simply means that all truth necessary for our salvation and spiritual life is taught either explicitly or implicitly in Scripture. It is not a claim that all truth of every kind is found in Scripture. The most ardent defender of Sola Scriptura will concede, for example, that Scripture has little or nothing to say about DNA structures, microbiology, the rules of Chinese grammar, or rocket science. That is, or that scientific truth, for example, may or may not be actually true. And then it continues on. But it's basically um, another clear definition of what it is. As well as I wanted to actually, I looked up a few um, early church fathers. Mm -hmm. Because I want everyone to definitely agree with us that this isn't a Reformation thing early uh, either. It's, we know it's, it was um, there at the beginning of the church, right? It is one of the five souls of the reformation, but all that, all the reformation did was clarify what was already there. Right. Or kind of like a reclaiming, Mm -hmm. uh, what the reformation really was, was Martin Luther reminding the people Mm -hmm. of what it is. Right. So, um, on the CARM website, Christian Apologetics Research Ministries, there's an early church fathers section. And I'm I'm going to say this about the early church fathers. Yes, they have a lot of solid beliefs. But also there's a lot of heresy creeping in, even in the first few centuries. I mean, you see it in Galatians. Yeah. You see it in Corinthians a bit. You see it in Colossians. And so you, you have 
when even when the Bible was being written, the New Testament was being written, you had heresies creeping in. And why why would you think that those heresies would stop as soon as right. we got the finished product of Scripture? So every early church father doesn't have to agree with me. Right. I don't have a problem with an early church father disagreeing with me, just like I don't have a, a problem with an, uh, a member of my church disagreeing with me in mm -hmm. a certain aspect. Are they, is it one of the um, solas? That will be a different issue. Right. And there are going to be people that say, you know, we need tradition and we need this and we need the church and stuff like that. Yes, we need the church. Yes, we need tradition. But we have to look to sol uh, scripture as our final authority. So a few um, early church fathers on sola scriptura is the final authority. Um, Irenaeus, who lived between 130 and 202, says, We have known that the method of our salvation by no other means than those by whom the Gospels came to us, which gospel they truly preached, but afterwards, by the will of God, they delivered to us in the Scriptures. We have Clement of Alexandria. I'm not really going to talk about them. I'm just going to list them out. If you want the places where they can be found i will we if you want them just either facebook message us or instagram us so we have clement of alexandria who died around 213 says they that are ready to spend their time in their best things will not give up over seeking for truth until they have found the demonstration from the scriptures themselves origin who was uh, a little bit on the crazy side, but still was um, uh, believed in Sola Scriptura, says, or at least we believe that he believed in Sola Scriptura, says no man ought for the confirmation of doctrines to use books which are not canonized scriptures. Hmm. Cyprian of Carthage, who died in 258, said, Whence comes the tradition? Does it descend from the Lord's authority or from the commands and epistles of the apostles? For those things are to be written, uh, uh, for those things are to be done, which are there written. It is not it. Wow. If it be commanded in the gospels or the epistles and acts of the apostles, then let their holy tradition be observed. Mm. Athanasius has uh, quite a few quotes. I'm just going to quote the first one. It says the holy scriptures given by inspiration of God are of themselves sufficient toward the discovery of truth. The Catholic Christian meaning the universal Christians will neither speak nor will neither speak nor endure to hear anything in religion that is a stranger to scripture. It being an evil heart of immodesty to speak those things which are not written. So we have a few quotes by Athanasius. Um, Ambrose said, how can we use those things which we do not find in the Holy Scriptures? Surreal of Jerusalem said, not even the least of the divine and holy mysteries of the faith ought to be handed down without the divine scriptures. Do not simply give faith to me speaking these things to you, except you have the proof of what I say from the divine scriptures. And finally, Jerome said, for things which they make and find as it were by apostolic, uh, by apostolical tradition without the authority and testimony of scripture the words of the smites as we deny not those things that are written so we refuse those things that are not written 
So this wasn't a Martin Luther thing. Yeah, no. This was a first and second century church father thing. Right. And this is a now thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, uh, I don't know. I have, I have quite a few Bible passages. Um, well, I have three more. Well, let's, first let's, of all, let's read the three ones and then I think we can cap this episode. Yeah. So I just wanted to make mention of one of the three passages is the brands in Acts 17. Mm. Um, when Paul came to them and spoke the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ, he, um, the brands did not wait to feel the burning in the bosom mm-hmm. or wait for a new revelation of from God saying or, or a dream or anything like that. They searched the scriptures to see if what Paul was telling them was true. Oh man. Uh, this might take a hot second because Hebrews six 13. Well, maybe we can just do that one then if it's going to be a long passage. Yeah, it might be a long passage. I, I think we've, well, it's, we it's one verse, but it, it's okay. So we'll just get into it. So Hebrews six thirteen says for when God made a promise to Abraham, since he has no greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself. So this has more to do with the canon of scripture, but it also has to do a bit with scripture itself. Meaning that when God breathes something out, he can't say, he can't subject it to saying, well, I swear by this thing, because that would be putting God in subjection under the thing that um, he swears by. Right. So scripture itself cannot have a more final authority. It can't say, well, scripture has to be subject to this thing or that thing because it is God's word. And you're basically saying, well, it's subject you're put you're saying God's word is subjected to whatever other authority, whether it be your dreams, whether it be tradition, whether it be a man in mm-hmm. a funny hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I was going after. But yeah. Um Martin Luther wore a funny hat. Martin Luther had a funny haircut. So <laughs> So my my point in bringing this up is that when God breathed out scripture, there's nothing higher. There's no authority higher. There can be no authority higher if the Bible is the word of God. And if God is the final authority in the universe. Right. I guess that didn't take as long as I thought it would. No. But uh, and what's, the, what's the passage that heaven and earth will pass away? Matthew 24, 39. Sure. Yeah, I have a. I was actually going to turn to Matthew anyway. So give us that a read too, then. Okay, Matthew twenty-two, um, thirty-one through thirty-two. Says Matthew twenty-two. Oh yes, and as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that what was spoken, what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not. God of the dead, but of the living. So you want to hear God speaking today and you want to hear from God. I've heard it said that if you want to hear from God, hmm, read the Bible aloud. Yeah. And that is basically what Jesus is saying. It's a Justin Peters quote. Is it? Mm-hmm. If you want to hear God speak, read the Bible. If you want to hear God speak out loud, read it out loud. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. 
And so the passage here is saying that the Bible is still speaking to the Jews in Jesus' time as well as people throughout the centuries. Mm -hmm. And then what was the passage you wanted me to look up? Matthew 24, 39, talking about the eternality of God's word. So it says, uh, no, 2439. Is that not the right one? No. Speaking of the eternality of God's word, not only is it sufficient, it is eternal. So God's word that was written down and spoken in the Old Testament and in the New Testament era is just as applicable for today. Mm -hmm. The lesson from the fig tree in Matthew 24. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know summer is near. So also when you see all these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Mm -hmm. Jesus saying that his words will never pass away. This was Jesus talking to um, Israel about the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. <laughs> um, but what he was saying is that you can you can know these things that he says are true mm -hmm. because his words will never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. Yep. What God says, what Jesus says, will happen, has happened, and will forever happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scripture is sufficient. Scripture is eternal. Yep. And that... I believe that's it. Yeah, that's... Um, Thanks for listening again, once yeah. again. Um, you can follow our Facebook page. It's Semper Christus on Facebook. Our Instagram page is at Semper Christus, Semper underscore Christus. <clears throat> we have a Twitter account as well, but that one is Christus underscore Semper because Semper Christus was taken. Boo. Boo him. Okay, so... Also, let's spell Semper Christus. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Semper Christus. S-E-M-P-E-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-U-S. Semper Christus. So, yeah, follow us. Um, like it. Share it if you want. That'd be... If you have any questions, send them to either our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And as always, Semper Christus. Pursue Christ. <laughs>